coming soon to own on video and DVD. Right, it's Displicks and Tidbits, the Disney podcast about Disney movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras. I'm your one and only host, Cassie, Confuser of Men, and we made it to another week. A round of applause! Well, before I get right into all the news tidbits over the past week, I just wanted to say a couple things. Thank you to everyone who listened. I do keep track of how many downloads there were, and I'm probably five of them. <laughs> but I think I reached 15 downloads, so thank you so much. I that It's more than I thought was going to happen. <laughs> also, uh, another thank you to my Disney at a Distance Dis Twits. They are currently in Walt Disney World as I'm recording this, but they were very supportive of me and they retweeted my podcast so many times and they were just giving me so many words of encouragement, so thank you guys. I hope you had fun in Walt Disney World or I hope you are having fun. I put them on a little scavenger hunt, so they're a little busy right now. Also, I wanted to address that I know there was some kinks in the first episode. It was my first episode, so I know of the problems, <laughs> even though I did not fix them. I I just felt like that was me and I went with it. Most of, importantly, I was very spazzy and I understand that. It was a little bit of excitement, nerves, and the fact that I was still getting over a head cold and I took some medicine so I was probably a little loopy too. Uh, so I apologize about that. You can also tell that my P's and D's did not sound right because I uh, blew out the speakers by talking too close to the microphone. I tried to fix that in editing but it still sounded like I blew out my speak blew out my microphone when I said that. Also the editing, I know it sounded like I over edited everything. Well, like I said, I was still coming down with a head cold. I was doing this thing that I call snorking where uh, I breathe in through my mouth or snort and I was trying to edit out those pieces to make it sound like I wasn't sick, but you could probably still tell that I was sick. <laughs> So sorry about that. So I apologize for all those things. I am still learning and it can only get better from here. Also about movie reviews, the, the first episode wasn't actually supposed to be a movie review, but I just saw uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet and so I thought I would go with that. The first episode was actually about my top five favorite Disney films. I felt like Wreck-It Ralph 2 was more interesting. Now that I think about it, I am considering making movie re reviews a separate bonus episode throughout the week because there's going to be a lot of movies coming out and I'm most likely going to see a lot of them opening night. So instead of like taking away the topics every week, I'm going to have them as separate episodes. And I know my review was all over the place, I was trying to think of a way to make it spoiler free. So I might have a spoiler free beginning and then talk about some spoiler-esque stuff towards the end of the these bonus episodes. Who knows? I will try it out with the next movie that comes out, which is Mary Poppins Returns. 
I um, it will be a bonus episode. I will most likely see it opening night. If not, I try to go on Tuesdays because I am an AMC member and it's only five bucks. <laughs> let me know what you think about having bonus episodes for movie reviews. I mean, this is a movie podcast, but I still want to listen to my listeners. Let me know in the comments below, um, on Twitter at DisflixTidbit, or at my email at DisflixAndTidbits at gmail.com. Now on to the movie news. Today is December 5th. 2018 and this is what we had in the past week uh speaking of wreck it ralph 2 or ralph briggs internet whichever title you like wreck it ralph owned the post thanksgiving weekend for the third year in a row as you know last year was coco and the year before that was moana they seem to have a trend here where they're rocking the thanksgiving weekend and i know there's not a lot of movies that are coming that came out but it's still ahead of The Grinch which ironically came out way too early and Creed 2. Um, in just 12 days it cleared 119.2 million and still tops the box offices even though it dropped from the Thanksgiving weekend to last weekend by 54% uh, which is a lot more than Pixar's Coco which only dropped 45% and Moana which dropped 50% the year before. Uh, good news though, it is by far Disney's biggest animated sequel so far. Now, that's amazing, but if you think about it, is, isn't this the only theatrical Disney sequel? Because I'm not talking about Toy Story 2, that's Pixar, but this is Disney's biggest animated sequel. Um, probably because it has a theatrical release. Off the top of it, my head, I can't think of one right now. If, if you can think of one, let me know in the comments. If you kept your clamshell movies, aka the VHSs, uh, the Disney ones, you could get some good money. Uh, an article came out by Ana Luisa Cerez showed us that people could get uh, a lot of money for their perfectly intact Disney VHSs on eBay. Uh, she wrote this article where the Snow White Masterpiece Edition was $7,500, the Beauty and the Beast Classic Edition was $4,750, Aladdin Classic Edition was only $1,000, but still a lot. The Little Mermaid Classic Edition, which included those obscene items in the background, sold for $42.75, and Mulan's Masterpiece Collector Edition uh, sold for $3,500, and that was high because it was unopened. I wish I had my VHSs right now, and I don't. I think my mom threw them away. Uh, in Pixar news, a teaser poster has been released in the past week for Toy Story 4. I will link below to let you get, get a little peek. It has a large mar marquee type title of Toy Story 4 with Woody right next to it, tipping his hat, and there's a carnival in the background. So that gives us a little hint that it is going to take place in a carnival. So who has some theories about what's going to happen here? I mean, even in the teaser trailer, the second one with Bunny and Ducky, it they are carnival toys. I'm wondering if they're trying to go with the same theme as Disneyland's Toy Story Pier, or Pixar Pier, sorry, the Pixar Pier type thing where they have Toy Story Mania, which is like a carnival game. I, I don't know, I'm wondering what this plot is going to be because it's so up in the air. Didn't it just wrap up perfectly in Toy Story 3? Why are they doing this again unless it's... I feel like this is going to be a throwaway movie and I, I don't know. I'll, I'll save my opinions until it comes out, but it, it's very 
questionable that it's going to a carnival because are they going to get lost in a carnival again and then that's where they figure out um, why Forky is alive? I don't know. Um, give me your theories down in the comments. Um, speaking of Woody, Tom Hanks, the voice actor for Woody, was trending a little bit a couple days ago because there's talks of him playing Geppetto in a live-action version of the 1940s Pinocchio. Um, Paul King will be directing, who directed the, the Paddington films, Paddington the Bear. I don't know about you, but I am not looking forward to a Pinocchio live-action. Something you don't know about me that I will share with you, I have not watched the Disney Pinocchio since I was six or seven because it frightens me. That movie is so freaking scary. <laughs> I mean, when they go to Pleasure Island and the little kids are like smoking and drinking or whatever, it's Pleasure Island, they get to do whatever they want. It's not that, it's the fact that they turn into donkeys and while they're doing that, they're screaming for their moms. It is terrifying and gut-wrenching and it's just not for a little kid <laughs> that part at least and then stromboli was scary i'm going on a rant i'm sorry uh tell me what you think about this pinocchio live action this news just came in right before i started recording remember those rumors about a cruella live action even though we had a 101 dalmatian live action film already well those rumors about Emma Stone playing Cruella are now actually true. Craig Gillespie, who is the director of the I, Tonya film about Tonya Harding, he is in talk with Disney to direct the live-action Cruella and has talked to Emma Stone. There isn't anything else about that, but now the rumors are kind of finally starting to come true. Let me know what you think. Do we need another 101 Dalmatians? Or are they just going on a villain kick? Uh, we have a lot of Mary Poppins Returns news here. Um, so I wanted to correct an error that I talked about last week about Ma Mary Poppins Returns, but the influencers talking about getting to see the movie early. Well, I wasn't aware that the premiere was on Friday and it just, I guess I read the tweets wrong, so I apologize for that. The premiere was on Friday and they probably got to see it early right after that premiere or during the weekend or something. I will try to, with it premiering over the weekend with such enthusiasm, I haven't read much of the critiques because I'm trying not to spoil it for myself, but it seems like everybody is in love with Dick Van Dyke again. He clearly stole the show at the premiere and I guess he stole the show from the movie. And after listening to the songs that dropped last week. I thought Lin-Manuel Miranda would steal the show, but it seems like I keep seeing articles about Dick Van Dyke. I mean, he is 92 years old and he is reprising his role, sort of. If you don't know, in the 1964 version, he um, not only played Bert, but he also played Mr. Dawes Sr. He was the bank chairman. He now plays Mr. Dawes Jr and he sings and he dances and it's pretty cool for a 92 year old man. Julie Andrews unfortunately does not make a cameo in Mary Poppins Returns despite what people thought. Um, according to the director, he tried to get Julie Andrews to make some kind of cameo. I guess she was going to be like a balloon lady and um, she immediately said no and said it's time for Emily Blunt to take control of the character. It is her show now. If you are missing a little bit of Julie Andrews, insanely enough, you can find her in theaters the same time as Mary Poppins Returns in DC's Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You heard me. She will be voicing a sea creature named Car Carathon? Carathon. So watch out for that.
Disney Plus news, uh, it's just a little snippet, but the Scarlet Witch series that's coming out on the streaming service will also include Vision, so it is assuming to be a little romance series, maybe, with a little bit of action in between. So who knows about that, but um, I will hold my thoughts until it comes out uh, next year. Um, so right into the Marvel news, there is a lot of it. So you know how some films have narration of the main characters from the movies? Uh, that Cinema Sins absolutely hates. For example, How to Train Your Dragon movie intros has Hiccup setting up the story for you. Now picture that with Thanos for Infinity War. Yeah, that almost happened. The Russo brothers revealed this little tidbit in a Q&A with Collider, a movie news website. Earlier drafts followed this popular movie trope of Thanos narrating the backstories to the Black Order, but it was too long to fit into the almost three hour long movie. In other news, if you love Funko Pops and Marvel, you should be paying attention to the newest line of figurines that came out with Captain Marvel. Uh, Funko released some Captain Marvel Funko Pops for the film that is coming out next year with some interesting names. Most notable of the Pops are two versions of Carol Danvers. Danvers, sorry. <laughs> One in her Captain Marvel costume aptly named Captain Marvel, but there's also one of her in a green and black suit that you may have seen in, in the first trailer, and this one is named Verse, so that may be a little hint of her Kree background, is that right? Kree? Also, the Captain Marvel trailer dropped last night. I'm sorry, last night for me. I'm recording on Tuesday night. Um, it was during the Monday Night Football, but it immediately went to YouTube as soon as it aired. Oh my gosh, you guys, who isn't excited for Captain Marvel next year? Have you seen it? It showed both of her costumes in the Captain Marvel towards the end, but in her Kree outfit, the the green and black one that I just mentioned. And her helmet is awesome. It like it looks just like a uh, Black Panther's helmet where it just comes on. And then she has her her mohawk. Now, I don't know anything about Carol Danvers in the comics at all, but I know that she has a mohawk and that was just awesome to see. And I, I bet some of the comic geeks are, are squeeing about this, but if, if you aren't, tell me why you are not excited about this because this looks so much fun. <laughs> Some things changed in the past day. Um, there was supposed to be an Avengers trailer for tomorrow morning during Good Morning America, but uh, as I was looking through Twitter, I guess it's been pushed back to this Friday due to Bush Sr.'s funeral. This may still be a rumor, but I uh, read somewhere that it's going to be moved to this Friday. Also, there was another rumor that um, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer was supposed to be on Friday, so with all the pushbacks, this might happen next week. Maybe Monday. Like I said, this is only a rumor. I have no idea if it's true, but um, I thought I would just tell you guys to let you know in case. So look out this week. Definitely Avengers 4 trailer this Friday. Maybe Monday for Spider-Man. Who knows? We have a DCOM update. If you don't know what DCOM means, it means Disney Channel Original Movie. I got a little information about the Kim Possible live-action movie. If you don't know what Kim Possible was, you need to stop listening to the podcast. 
No, I'm kidding. Anyway, back in 2002 to 2007, there was this awesome animated animation called Kim Possible about this teenage girl that was a spy and she had her best friend Ron and he had a pet naked mole rat. And they would fight evil villains all the time because evil villains be evil villains. And um, it was mostly Dr. Draken and Shigo. And it starred a lot of the, the, at the time, Disney Channel stars, like Christy Clarkson Roman. She played Kim, and she was from Even Stevens. Uh, Ron was played by Will Friedel from Boy Meets World. He was the funny best friend. Uh, Wade was played by Taj Mori. He was the little kid on Full House. He was on Smart Guy, and most recently, he's on Freeform's Baby Daddy. And then Nancy Cartwright played Rufus, the naked mole rat. John DiMaggio, he played Dr. Draken. And then Nicole Sullivan played Chigo. Um, if you don't recognize that name, she was Josh's girlfriend from Jake and Josh. So Kim Possible uh, live action that's gonna be on Disney Channel. You know it's gonna be cheesy, so you're not looking for the best quality, but that's what makes them good. The one who plays Kim, her name's Sadie Stanley, and they gave her a wig, and I'm not quite sure. I mean, they're little kids, so I, I shouldn't be poking fun at this at all or trying to dissect it, but you can tell that she has a wig. And then Ron is played by Sean Gianbrone. He is from the Goldbergs. He has curly hair, so that's something that's different from the original. And I'm not sure how they're gonna do Rufus. He's probably gonna be a CGI animation type thing. Wade is gonna be played by Isaac Ryan Brown. He's from Raven's Home. I guess he is the son. The thing that I'm most excited about is that Patton Oswalt is going to reprise his role as Professor Dementor. I'm, what I mean by reprise, he actually did the voice acting in the cartoon. So it, it, it's kind of a, a cool callback, if you will. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, I thought this was going to be coming out by the end of the year, but I guess it's it it still does not have a date. It just says 2019. So this is the last thing on the new circuit here at Disflix. It's officially December, so you know that what that means. It is time for 25 days of Christmas on Freeform. If you don't know what Freeform is and you don't have cable, it was formerly ABC Family. It started their Christmas movie marathon on the 1st of December and it released their schedule for the whole month. I do know that it is December the 5th, so we're a little late here, but the reason why I brought it up is because it's a little bigger this year. Usually they had one or two movies a night, but now they're going all day. There's like six or seven per day. And it's not only Disney films anymore, uh, if you remember it back in the day. They play The Grinch, they play The Home Alone 1, 2, and 3. This morning, for instance, if you can catch it, they will be playing I'll Be Home for Christmas, if you remember that Disney movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas when he was grown up. It's, it's something to look forward to if you were into the Christmas movies. Hope you are, because it has something to do with the topic. The big trending movie that was talked about a lot and even had a trending hashtag was Life Size 2. Do you guys remember that one? That was a decom back in the day. Uh, it starred Lizzie, Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks. Tyra played a Barbie doll basically called Eve and she came to life because Lindsay Lohan's character Casey, she was missing her mom, her mom passed away, and so she stole the Book of the Dead and tried to bring her back but brought her Barbie doll to life. 
<laughs> very creepy, but um, it's very cheesy. And this, the second film came out this past Sunday. Oh my gosh, that came out in 2000, so that's 18 years later. They came and did this sequel, and Tyra does not look any different, which is not fair. This movie had so many setbacks. It was first announced uh, in 2012. It was picked up by the Disney Channel, but it went through so many rewrites that it just got passed to Freeform instead. So I don't know if they had less of a budget or the same. It does have that cheesy factor. I was able to watch it. The whole plot of Life Size 2 is basically the same thing as the first one, except they have a new character. They didn't bring Lindsay Lohan back. They brought this new character called Grace Mar Martin. She is played by Francia Razia. I think I'm saying that right. She is from The Secret Life of the American Teenager and Grownish, and it was so corny. It was kind of good, but it lost me at the end. Tyra wrapped somewhere in there and it was kind of weird. Um, there was some tiebacks to Lindsay Lohan's character Casey and Eve did some Tyra Bank quotes, which was kind of cool. Yeah, they're going to be playing Life Size 2 a lot on Freeform, so be sure to check that out if you do have cable. I'm pretty sure you can find it somewhere like on Amazon later on to download and watch this because if you saw the first one you gotta see the second one. Speaking of Christmas movies and the Christmas season, let's move on to our topic segment that I am going to be calling Disflix and Chill because it's about Christmas movies. <laughs> As you know, during the holiday season, there are a lot of Disney Christmas movies, so it's really hard to rank them all without being biased. I mean, if I did rank them, you know my favorites are going to be at the top of the list. So I'm going to try and tweak this a little bit. I'm not going to rank them at all, but put them in different categories by your holiday mood, if you will. As I said before, there's a huge catalog of them all, so I won't be naming them all, and frankly, we don't have that kind of time. So I'm going to name three of each category in no ranking order. So what are the categories, you ask? Well, the categories will be... Mickey, fan service, kid pick, modern shorts, nostalgia, Christmas Eve, and decoms. So for the Mickey category, obviously it is a Mickey-centered Christmas movie or a compilation of shorts. So the the first one on the list is I think really obvious to a lot of people. It's Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Now, I'm sure you know this one. It is narrated by Kelsey Kramer. So as you know, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas has three different segments. There, It's kind of an anthology compilation of Christmas stories. So they have a story for each of the main male Disney characters, Mickey, Goofy, and Donald. And so the first one is Donald Duck Stuck on Christmas, um, but it's not really Donald Duck. It's more of a Huey, Dewey, and Louie um, wish that Christmas was every day and it's kind of like a groundhog situation and then they have to learn what the meaning of Christmas is. Uh, the next one is a very goofy Christmas which it's kind of a spin-off of the, the Goof Troop Disney Channel show. It's uh, Goofy and Max centered little short and then finally there's Mickey and Minnie the, the gift of the Magi and it's 
basically it's it's a very heartwarming story about Mickey and Minnie and how um, they sacrifice something to give the other a Christmas gift. That is one of my favorites. Um, it's my son's favorite. So the next one is sort of a new one. It is another compilation of little Christmas shorts. It is Mickey's Magical Christmas Snowed In at the House of Mouse. It was a Christmas special for the House of Mouse, which was a Christmas short compilation show on the Disney Channel back in the day. Uh, this one is kind of a fun one because uh, the House of Mouse had all Disney characters all in one room and then they get snowed in and so they show their favorite shorts. One of them is Mickey and Pluto's Christmas tree, if you remember that old cartoon short. Uh, they also have Mickey's Christmas Carol in here. Um, that's why I included it in this category because it has like everyone's favorite Mickey's Christmas story in here. There is a new short about the Nutcracker and it has Ludwig von Drake in it too, which is it, which is kind of cute. Third one in this category is Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Now this is probably the least popular out of all all the three in in this one um, because it came out in 2004 and that's when Disney was experimenting with a lot of 3d animation and so it kind of looks very cheap if you watch it now especially the goofy story one because I don't know what it is but you look at Max and you're like oh my god what happened to him he's all bug-eyed and everything uh, there is three segments in this one too and the first segment is it's a Mickey and Daisy one and they're trying to ice skate out each other. Uh, the next one is a Goofy and Max one and Max is coming home from college but it's not Roxanne he's bringing home it's it's this girl with a short bob. Um, I can't remember her name on top of my head but um, the reason why it wasn't Roxanne it was supposed to be. Uh, Roxanne's red hair was going to be challenging for them so they didn't pick Roxanne they picked a new girl. I think this was before Goofy movie 2 so maybe that's why there's a different girl. So there's actually four segments. The other one is Christmas Impossible. It is another Huey and Dewey Louie one. And it is Huey, Dewey, and Louie talk to Uncle Scrooge. And Scrooge is telling them what uh, he went through in the Christmas Carol, in Mickey's Christmas Carol. And like it was saying, it's not all about gifts and money. And the boys don't listen to them, but they end up on the naughty list. And so they have to get themselves out of the naughty list. The last one is a Pluto-driven one called Mickey's Doggone Christmas. It stars Mickey and Pluto, but mostly Pluto. Pluto's trying to help Mickey, but he wrecks Christmas and Mickey gets mad and yells at him. So Pluto runs away and ends up running away to the North Pole. And the reindeer kind of adopt him. And it's a cute little story. So that's it for the Mickey category. The next category is fan service. Now this category is basically what I believe are just Christmas specials or Christmas movies that were made because of um, fan service. Although there's there's one in here that I think has become fan service. So the first one on, on here is Beauty and the Beast The Enchanted Christmas. I haven't watched this in a long time but I do remember it was a very beautiful movie. It didn't have the same kind of animation as the original obviously because this was a direct to video uh, special. Can really tell because they kind of take away shadows in here and it's just black color. I remember loving the songs a lot and it had a, a cute story. It's 
centered in the middle of Beauty and the Beast. I guess Belle spent a lot of time at the Beast Castle, and so this Christmas special happens in the middle of the movie. I guess Christmas passes. The Beast has forbid Christmas, and so it's up to Belle and the rest of the the um, servants in the in the castle to show that the be the, the beast is wrong and that Christmas is more than what he thinks it is. Uh, the next one is in here, and I'm probably gonna get some flack for this, but the Nightmare Before Christmas. Now I know this is not fan service because it's Tim Burton's first stop motion animation of this, but it's turned into a fan service type of of film, and it's it's gotten a little overrated over time. It's still a great movie. It's still a wonderful movie. You can't deny the fact of all the work that went into it. It is very great movie coming into Christmas. I don't think it's really a on Christmas Eve Christmas movie, but it's like leading up to Christmas. Like after you ate your turkey on Thanksgiving and you're just ready for Christmas, this is the movie to pop in. The next one is Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2. So this came out in 1991. It was the television Christmas special to Winnie the Pooh. And this one's really cute. It's mostly centered around the residents of Hundred Acre Wood where they all ask for something from Santa, except um, when they sent off the letter, Winnie the Pooh realizes that uh, he didn't ask for anything, so they try and hunt down the letter so he can ask. And it, it's really cute. It's one of those Christmas specials that, like, stays in the back of your mind and you kind of watch it again, but since it was on the Disney Channel, you kind of forgot about it. I think it it's, it's fan service because it's a television special, because everybody loves Winnie the Pooh, and so of course there's going to be a Christmas special. I'm not demeaning it in any way, I just think it just belongs in that kind of category. The next category is called Kid Pick. The reason why I call it Kid Pick is because like a younger audience where they think anything with a Santa hat or snow is Christmas, and these aren't necessarily the greatest movies, but some are. I, I think one of them is can be enjoyed with family, but the other two are mostly for young kids. They would enjoy it. Um, the first one is Santa Buddies. I won't get into the plot, but it's basically, um, remember Air Bud? Well, they made a lot of little, not little, but they made a lot of direct-to-video movies about Air Bud's puppies. They're really cheesy and they don't, the plots really don't make any kind of sense. I've noticed young kids love these because it's puppies and Santa and it's Christmas, so it's good for them. The next one is Santa Claus 3 The Escape Claus. <laughs> Now you know why I probably picked this one, because it is the worst of the Santa Claus franchise, and it's very, it's bland and in your face at the same time. It, it just tries to be too, it, it tries to be funny too hard, and you can tell from Tim Allen's eyes that he just did not want to be there, but he, he did his lines anyway. The kids love it though, because there's a lot of slapstick humor and puns and a lot of Christmas things things. I, I think kids would like this more than us adults. So the next one is Prep and Landing, and this comprises of two different shorts. Really about these two elves. They're kind of spies, I guess? Oh, there's there's three of them. So there's Prep and Landing, Operation Secret Santa, and then Naughty vs. Nice, and I guess Betty White is Mrs. Claus. I haven't 
I've seen this only once, but it seems to be a big hit because they project some of this, some of this film onto the Tower of Terror during Christmas time. So I'm assuming that this is a, a really good little Christmas special that they play over and over on ABC or Disney Channel. So that's why I put it on Kid Pick. I believe this is like a family enjoyable film. So it's not only just for kids, but it's it's very kid-esque. The next category is modern shorts. Uh, the reason why I said modern is because there are so many old shorts that I couldn't pick just one. I love them all. I was just trying to find a video with a compilation of all of them, and I couldn't find it, so I went to modern shorts. Uh, the first one is Toy Story Tunes, The Time Forgot. There was a couple Toy Story Tunes where just little small little snippets of life after the movies, and this one was a Christmas version. The Triceratops from Toy Story 3 is in this, and she's like a main character, and so Bonnie, who is the child that now owns the Toy Story dolls, went over to a little boy's house and he had like a big dinosaur type play area with other dinosaurs and so Rex and this Triceratops girl, i sorry I forgot her name, are trying to figure out what it's like to be an actual dinosaur. And so it, it's a cute little short. The next one um, got a lot of flack last year because it, it was put in front of Coco and it was a 20 minute little short. It's Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Despite the little flack that it got. Um, I don't believe it should have been in front of Coco because that's too long of something to be put in front of a full feature. Kids are not going to sit through that, just so you know. I think it was actually really cute because it's it's about the, the Frozen sisters, Anna and Elsa, and they are trying to remember their traditions. They're still trying to make their way into the life of Arendelle because Elsa shut them all out. They, they're they trying to know everyone and come together and they don't want to be alone anymore and so they've forgotten all their traditions and so Olaf goes on a frozen adventure to find out what their tradition is. So it's really cute. It, it's definitely something to see. So the next one is uh, called Duck the Halls. It is the 20 minute Christmas special of the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. You know, the ones with the strange animation that nobody likes, but I do. Uh, it is a cute little Christmas special addition to these cartoon shorts where uh, Donald Duck decides to stay with his friends for Christmas instead of flying south for the winter. If you like the animation like I do and love the humor of it, you will enjoy this too. So the next one, let's tug at our heartstrings and go into nostalgia. And most of them are all kind of similar. The first one, it is Muffet Family Christmas. Muffet Family Christmas was aired on uh, as a Christmas television special in 1987. This one is about Fozzie the Bear. It has the, the typical Muppet humor, uh, and this is why I love it so much. So Fozzie the Bear uh, decides to invite every one of the Muppets to his Emily's farm for Christmas. What he doesn't know is that Emily is already headed to Malibu. <laughs> and so hijinks ensue, there's snow, and there's, it's like an extended Christmas special of the Muppet Show, and it's just fun, it reminds me of my childhood, and it's the Muppets, come on. Uh, the next one 
is another Muppet one, and it is the Muppet Christmas Carol starring Michael Caine. Now, this was my very first Christmas Carol show, so this one holds a special part in my heart. I know I can't be biased in saying that th by putting this on my list of nostalgia, because it seems like Muppet Craze is back. <laughs> this one is just a very heartwarming type of uh, film, not only because it's Christmas Carol and it's Christmas, but the fact that it's it's all Muppets except for Michael Caine. It's something that we all need to watch during Christmas. So the, the next one I put on here because a lot of people seem to be talking about this one and I've never seen it. It is called From All of Us to You. It aired in 1958 and it was hosted by Walt Disney himself with, with Mickey and Jiminy and it has a couple different shorts in the beginning, uh, Santa's Workshop from 1932 and Toy Tinkers from 1949. And there's also like memorable moments from Peter Pan, Bambi, Pinocchio, Lady and the Tramp, Cinderella, and Snow White of the S Seven Doors. And I guess it, it holds a special spot in everybody's hearts because it, it aired every Christmas for many, many years. It, I guess it stopped and then started back up in 1963 to the 1970s and then stopped and started again in 1983 to the 90s. I guess I need to watch this one. <laughs> the next category is Christmas Eve and this category is three movies you should see for Christmas Eve to get into the ultimate Christmas spirit. Uh, the number one, remember this is not ranked, but The Santa Claus from 1994 starring Tim Allen. I mean, if I could, I would watch this every single day of, of December. I just remember first getting this on VHS and watching it all the time. This is probably my favorite Christmas movie out of every one of them. I don't know why, it just, it, it has the humor, it has the Christmas magic in it, and it just, it's very heartwarming. I mean, what what else can you say? The next one is a repeat. It is the Muppet Christmas Carol. And I, I feel like the Christmas Carol needs a spot on the Christmas Eve category. By that, I mean, it has to be on there twice. Yeah, A Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey, that CGI one um, from the 2000s, which is like almost absolutely perfect because it, it's the closest one to the source material. I mean, it even has some of the, the same wording from the book and it just, I, I feel like for the Christmas Eve category, it needs something that was made on Christmas Eve, right? The next category is the non-holiday category and what it means by that is a movie that you watch during Christmas time to get in the mood, but it isn't really a Christmas movie. Now, I, I asked this on Twitter and nobody really answered. One person answered and they didn't understand, but that's okay. I will tell you the three that I put on here. The first one was the one that I instantly thought of is Frozen. Now, as overrated as people think it is, it is a great Christmas time movie because maybe because of the, the winter scene of it all. Uh, it reminds us of Christmas because every time we see, see any kind of Christmas movie, it's snow so why not have something as heartwarming as Frozen? The next one is the 1961 Babes in Toyland. Even though it is played on Christmas, it, I know it's an old movie, but it, it does not have a Christmas 
plot to it. It's more along the lines of Nutcracker. Uh, if you don't know anything about Babes in Toyland, it is a musical from the 60s about a young girl that wakes up in the realm of Toyland and she is going to be married off to this evil, evil villain named Barnaby and her family comes and helps her defeat him. This film is about three years older than Mary Poppins so think about that type of look that the film has. It is an old nostalgia type of movie. If you love the classics, this is something or to at least watch once. Now the next movie I didn't really consider until my husband said something and this is Cool Runnings. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. It is about the Jamaican bobsled team that went to the Winter Olympics. I, I just thought it would be a cool addition to a non-holiday category for the Christmas season because it's not a Christmas movie but it takes place during winter. It it's just a fun for all type of movie. And finally, the last category is the DCOMs. Remember, it is Disney Channel original movies. This one was kind of hard because I haven't watched any of the most recent Christmas movies from Disney Channel. I was scouring the internet to see what everybody else's favorites were. So I, I'm coming in with no knowledge of any of these. The first one that I put up in here is The Ultimate Christmas Present from the 2000s. So this one was the top of a lot of people's lists, or at least they, they mentioned it once when I, I typed in Disney Christmas movies. I mean, it even made just the, the general Christmas Disney Christmas movies list, so I thought it was worth mentioning. It is about two teenage girls called Sam and Allie, and they find a weather machine that will make it snow in Los Angeles. Already I'm hooked because I used to live it near Los Angeles, and I always wanted it to snow. Now I get snow all the time. <laughs> and then a weatherman named Edwin Hadley tries to figure out what's causing the strange weather and track it down before he gets himself fired. Sounds like a, a, a typical Disney Channel movie and I am going to give myself some homework and watch all of these movies that I mentioned. <laughs> the next one is called You Wish from 2003. The reason why I picked this one, I didn't see it a lot, but I thought it's, it's typical for the Christmas season. See if this sounds anywhere familiar to an old movie. When older brother Alex wishes his annoying younger brother Stevie would disappear, he doesn't really expect it to actually happen. Does that sound like anything to you? That's right, it's kind of a Disney Channel ripoff of It's a Wonderful Life. That's why I, I kind of picked it. I mean, it's a little depressing for a Christmas movie, but it, I'm sure it works out in the end and you, you learn a lesson. The last one that I picked is called Full Court Miracle from 2003. Now, this is not technically a Christmas movie, but it is a Hanukkah movie, and it is this season, so I, I thought it would be appropriate. It is about little Alex, who is 14 years old, and he's going to Hebrew Academy. He and his friends are on the school's struggling basketball team. And while Al Alex is dealing with the struggles of his basketball team, he's also learning Hanukkah in between it. And I guess this is based off a true story of Lamont Carr, who is the coach of this 
basketball team. I guess it is a prominent plot point where he, he became a coach because he had a knee injury and he had to drop out of the NBA. So I, I thought that there needed to be a Hanukkah representation in here, and so that's why I added it. It's on a lot of Disney holiday movie lists, so I thought I would include it in there, and it seems to be in high praise amongst the decon community, so... Before I close out all the categories, I wanted to add one more movie to the bunch, and I'm just gonna call it a honorable mention. It was brought to my attention by my husband, but that I forgot one important holiday special that does not belong to any of the categories. I would be remiss if I forgot it, and I can't believe I did, but that is the Star Wars Christmas special. If you are a Star Wars fan and you have not seen this special, then are you really a Star Wars fan? Just give it a watch, and uh, you're welcome. Anyway, so those are all of my categories for the Disney Christmas movie list, where you at least have to watch any of them once, or watch them during any of the moods that I listed of the categories. Do you think I left any of the movies out of any of the categories, or do you think I put a movie in a wrong category? Just let me know down below what you think in the comments or if you want to tell me your favorite Christmas movie of all time. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at DisflixTidbit. There is no S on the tidbit. Also email DisflixNTidbits at gmail.com. It's all one word. And I would also like to note that Disflix and Tidbits will be coming out every Wednesday from now on with maybe a bonus episode sometimes in between then. So I'm going to try something new where I'm going to close out Disflix and tidbits with a trivia question and this week's trivia question is how many adaptations of the Christmas Carol has the Disney company done and extra points if you can name them all that has been Disflix and tidbits for today you can contact me through Twitter at Disflix tidbit that is with no s you can email me at disflixandtidbits at gmail.com or you can also comment in the podcast that you are listening to this from. You can get Disflix and Tidbits now on Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and iTunes now. Uh, let me know if there's more out there if you are listening to this on a different podcast and that will be it for me today. One more thing before I go, I wanted to wish Walt Disney a happy birthday who was born on this day in 1901. Happy birthday, Walt. And don't forget, it all started with the mouse.